Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Finance. We want to talk about the new F word, the other F word. I was quite bemused when I came into the office this morning and saw a survey uh, which you carried in the early morning news bulletins from Bank of Ireland which was basically looking at some of the taboo subjects that still still exist in Irish society. And finance and money is one of them, right up there with sex. People are as uncomfortable talking about finance as they are talking about sex. It's one of the most taboo subjects. This was a survey of a thousand consumers carried out to coincide with a, a new Bank of Ireland campaign called the F Word. And it's to encourage more open discussion of your personal finances. Uh, the survey found 74% of people don't like to talk about their personal finances. They only do so if they absolutely have to. When asked by the researchers, what do we find it hard to talk about? Death ranked as the highest among people's level of discomfort. Uh, with 25%. That was followed by religion at 16%. And then sex and money at 15% each. Uh, The respondents went on to explain that they largely fear judgment from friends and family when talking about their finances and think that not talking about it makes it easier to ignore their financial problems. So not confronting uh, the, the issue at all. They just want to bury their head in the sand about it. So it just got us thinking and talking about why do we still in 2021 have such taboo subjects? We don't like talking about sex. We don't like talking about death. That was one that really surprised me, if I'm honest as well. And I know actually myself and Niall have had vociferous arguments uh, about the issue of death. I know that there was this, you know, the, the, the show recently covered a topic about children exposing children to death if somebody dies should the kids go to a funeral should the kids you know get to to kiss God in the pre-COVID days their maybe deceased nana or granddad or a parent God forbid goodbye is it part of of the coping process with death but it seems adults here are just not happy to talk about it at all one of the the last taboos the finance one though really kind of tickled us as well Uh, Bernie welcome to the Niall Boylan show Uh, you're not surprised to hear that we don't like talking about our personal finances Hiya Tara I don't I find it it's common I'm I'm in my 60s now and I I feel it's inherited I mean my parents came to Dublin in the 50s and they grew up you know so we were very much of a country background was born and raised in Dublin and they were very very private with everything and is that because they didn't Mm -hmm. want people to know what they had or what they didn't have I suppose suppose it was to be honest like you know in, in those times nobody knew how part of the country really was you know, like they came from the west of Ireland and moving into Dublin, they wanted to, make, you know, set up their family and their life there. So they they left their west of Ireland, you know, behind as much as they could. Now, they did keep up a lot of the traditions, but a lot of the stuff they let go because in Dublin of the time, you had to fit in. Right. And, uh, you know, there was a culture divide in those days. It was Dublin, oh, you're from the... Oh, could, you know, and I mean, it was laughed at the time, but there was a lot of privacy. Nobody knew. And they were ashamed, maybe, some of the poor backgrounds they came from. So, okay, so it was an embarrassment factor, you think? I think some of them, like some of them did running water or electricity and they came from that kind of background and they came to Dublin to make a better life for themselves. Right. So they didn't want to be reminded of their past. Now, that's just my personal take on it. I'm sure I could be wrong. 
but I feel that that was the way. So nothing to do with sex or money or anything. Those were never discussed. They never were just, discussed. You know, yeah, because they went out and earned it and they worked really hard to get it and they protected it. So they didn't want to suppose to share information. But Bernie, I was really surprised by this. No, no less so because of, for example, back in the, the 2000s when we were booming and we had the Celtic Tiger here. It was the most boring conversation, but they were had at every dinner table, at every bar, at every, you know, any time you were talking to anyone. They couldn't wait to tell you about their investments and what they had in stocks and shares and how many properties they had and which one they were buying in Bulgaria next week and the two in Spain and what they're doing with that. You know, how have we we gone from that literally a few years ago now to being embarrassed uh, and ashamed to talk about our finances? No, I don't think it was ever, it was never a comment. In, in my, for people I talked to, I never heard discussed. I mean, you'd hear the occasional person saying they'd bought a second property in France or something, but that would be as rare as it was. I, it wasn't God, an everyday I heard, topic. I heard a lot of it at the time. Well, I must have been dead. Well, see, I, probably because, you know, in, in, in the job I was in, a nursing, and we didn't, it was never brought up, you mm-hmm. know. We just got on and we didn't hear about it. And maybe I didn't, ha- I don't have many wealthy friends or, you know, so I don't know. We just got on with it. We were delighted with the extra cash. We could go maybe on a holiday abroad or something. But it was never, we never told each other. I ne- my best friends, I don't know what their earnings are. I don't know what their salary, I don't know anything about savings or investments. I never discussed it. Mm. Have you discussed it with any of your friends? Um, we would have conversations because I think, again, and I see it's again about removing these taboos. You go through periods in your life, and I mean, I'm in my late 40s now, you know, where you're broke sometimes and you're doing well sometimes, or you might have got a little, you know, a win or an inheritance or something, and you're doing all right. But then, you know, straightened times come again. And I think that's sort of the point of it. it life is a roller coaster, to paraphrase Ronan. Keating and finances go like that too. Sometimes you're doing well, please God, sometimes you're not. And I suppose if you're worried about it, and certainly I've had friends who, you know, maybe overextended, you know, wanted the nice house, but all the nice furniture in it at the same time and the nice car like the neighbours and maybe, you know, dipped their toe in the property market overseas and then it came crumbling down around them. And I think that the people who were able to talk about it probably fared a little bit better. I mean, we used to certainly hear from all of the banks, the lending institutions and the regulators is if you're in trouble, come forward and say so. Talk to your bank, talk to your lender. But not an awful lot of people did. No, and I'd be of that. Yeah, I wouldn't trust them. I'm sorry. I I know it sounds terrible, but I'd have a lot of mistrust around money, investments and banks. That's, you know, the way I feel about things. You know, I wouldn't trust them because, you know, I don't want to take over my life, but I, I, I'm I, responsible for my, you know, I'm responsible for my earnings, I'm responsible for my investments, if I had any, you know, I'm responsible for my life, and I don't feel it's something I should share with anybody. Of course, I would help somebody, maybe help them with their, if they were opening up a, uh, an account or trying to, you know, resolve issues with the, the taxman or whatever, I would help in that way, just with the knowledge I have in of myself. But I would not be out there, you know, talking about it or it wouldn't be a subject I would ever discuss. But think about, think about that great advertising campaign, you know, 12, 14 years ago of the, the lad on the bus going, I don't know what a tracker mortgage is. You know, there sometimes we're losing out, collectively losing out and individually losing out if we're not being open about things like money. There are probably lots of people, and I wouldn't consider myself to be hugely financially literate, but, you know, there's certain things that I do know. There's 
possibly people in this country at the moment sitting with in, in excess of, of 100,000 euro in a bank or a credit union or something. Good, good luck to them if they do have it. Mm. But they don't understand that if in the event of another collapse, they're covered for 100,000, but no more than that. There are yeah. probably people who do not understand, and I'd hazard a guess a lot of people who do not understand pensions, who don't understand things like APR. The financial advisors are constantly uh, telling us that one of the best things you can do to save a lot of money uh, is switch your mortgage. So if you're with one bank, look at what the, the better rate that's being offered by another bank or the other one. Is there are a lot of people maybe who are losing out because they don't talk about it. Well, it's our creatures of habit, Tara, and you know we learn as much as we want to learn about our thing ourselves. We don't, we won't listen to somebody else teaching us about things unless it's going to benefit us in some shape or form. And we've always had that. And her, I suppose her heard the thing of, you know, keeping things to yourself. Like my father and mother were very private. Like, you know, they were extremely, and they would go mad if they thought you were out talking about anything. Yeah. Sex, you know, uh, even drinking your habits. Like they would mm. be absolutely disappointed in us. So uh, that was inherited, I think. And, you know, that's why, that's why I inherited. And also the other side of it is if the Americans talk about everything, their earwax, their snots, everything, oh. how they shave. Their, uh, so you've got completely the opposite coming in as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and there probably is a fine line yes, between them. So we, yeah, so you, you know, you, and your kids, do your kids know your personal details about your salary, your 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 ATM machine. <laughs> Are you joking me? <laughs> they, I'd be fleeced even, you know, potentially fleeced even more. Yeah, so you know, you're, you're very secretive in that department, which is what we preserve ourselves with, you mm, know. Yeah. I mean, it's not a free-for-all. You earn, you know, you're trying to, to, to um, you know, manage your accounts to the best of your ability. And, you know, if the kids taught you the next 20 euro even somewhere, they'd be oh, on they'd like find, a Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'd find a way to spend it, that's for sure. James, how are you about talking about money? Are you upfront about these things or are you more bury your head in the sand and don't tell anyone any of your business? <laughs> Good afternoon to you, Tara. First time ever speaking to you. But I've listened to you often enough. I've often meant to say to Niall, you're one of the best news readers I've heard for years. Well, I'll take that compliment. Thank you. Especially for people like me, because my hearing isn't the best. Uh, At my age now, my my sight is good, but my hearing is going a bit. And you're very, very clear and very articulate. I can hear you every word you're saying. Oh, thank you, James. Well, I'll bear that in mind and I'll try to slow down a little bit, maybe. (laughs) I'll try to slow down a little bit for you then so you can hear me even better. Usually just cock people are accused of speaking too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I've a bit of cork in me as well, so, you know, but we'll save that for another day. So, James, where are you on money? Are you, do do you think Bernie's right that this kind of stems from uh, tradition and just people being very, very private about every aspect? Oh yes, I'm afraid I, I would agree with Bernie. Uh, I'm, I, I'm an old conservative now, uh, uh, Tara, and I believe that family business, financial business should be kept at home. Uh, you are right about one thing. Uh, there are people out there who may have a lot of money. I'm not one of them, unfortunately. You and me both, James. I wasn't a saver, I'm afraid. But... Uh, there are people out there with a lot of money and they could do better with it if they had proper advice. Yeah. Because there was a gentleman I used to have a programme in RT I think it was called How to Be Good with Money. Yes. And he actually spoke to Niall one day I think his name is McGee and he's very good he's a very sound guy. It, it is I, I'm struggling to remember is it Owen I think is his name. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, he was speaking to Niall one day and uh, uh, and the people he used to speak with in RT and they had money and savings and they were in all the wrong places and all the, the you know and they could have saved a lot of money if they took his advice. But that's the only thing I would say for people who have 
No, it doesn't worry me because I don't have a lot of money, so mm-hmm. I know how to... What little I have, I can manage. But if you do have, you know, a good bit of savings, but, uh, you could do a lot better with it than just... The bank is no good now, as you know, Tara. Well, I mean, I know, but there's independent financial advice, James, as well. And I appreciate most of them are tied in some way or another to some pension company or mortgage yeah. company or whatever. But what about the legacy, therefore, then, for our children? I mean, if money is such a taboo, should we not be trying to break the taboos that we still have in society? I do have very open conversations conversations with my children about money not necessarily about what you have and what you don't have yes. but the need A to respect it B to be able to uh, my father always told taught us the rule of three the, the, the one third rule which was you know one third for your living expenses uh, one third uh, to enjoy yourself with and one third to save yes. I'll have conversations like that with my children uh, you know I will advise them sometimes now they'll often quite often not listen to a word I'm saying but but, you know, to, for them to at least understand it's their money and that if they go spending it all now, well, then where are they when they need something in six weeks' time? Oh, I have no problem with uh, with parents speaking to their children uh, in the home about money. Oh, yes. And uh, the, the earlier you drum into kids about saving is good. Uh, uh, savings are the best thing you can do, Tara. Mm, savings I, and pensions. I was going back again now and I'd be telling my own children, I'd be, or, or my own parents would be telling me about getting a you know, a post office book early yeah, and then the kind of money you get from your grandparents or the money you get for your communion uh, yes. in there and it'll build up <laughs> if it's left there, you know and they'll, and they'll get to like to see that build up and uh, one thing about the post office uh, unlike the banks they don't charge you any um, what's the word dirt tax Right, well, it depends on what kind of account you have. So, again, you know, even things like that, uh, you know, is there an argument that not only should we break the taboo, but that should we actually be actively educating our children and teenagers about things like what is dirt tax? What are APRs? Yes, you know, what to do to keep yourself in, like in the red or in the black? To other people. But as far as the family is concerned and children, yes, I have no problem with that. And where are you with the other taboos, James? Where are you with things like death? Where are you with things like religion and sex? So you're happy to talk about those and oh, have open well, conversations? You, you wouldn't know me now, Tara, but I'm very much a, a right-wing conservative Catholic. So I come from that old generation of um, keeping things, you know, uh, to a certain level. What about, uh, about death? No, I have no problem talking about death, uh, but uh, you don't talk to about it to your friends. Now, sometimes uh, when I'm in a pub, when, when we were in pubs, and just for blagarding mm-hmm. among younger men, if I was in the company of younger men, I, I would bring up the subject that would it wouldn't want to know, Tara. Oh, no, no, James, I want to hear about that now. <laughs> that's funny because that's exactly like myself and Niall when we have the conversation. It's like he goes all icky and he just feels really uncomfortable yeah, having a conversation, whereas I'm completely the opposite. I'm like, look, you know, they do say death and taxes are the two sureties in our life. Yeah. You may as well be prepared because I'll tell you, and I'm sure you know this, James, when grief comes knocking on your door, uh, uh, it's a, a horrific experience that can completely oh, yeah. unbalance a person for years and have huge impacts on your life. So That's surely true. we That's should true, talk about it. Grief is uh, an appalling thing to deal with, especially if you lose someone young or someone loses their child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's a subject I, I, I said I, I can discuss with other people. People, especially people my own age, don't seem to worry about it so much. But if I discuss it with younger people, no, they're not happy to hear about it. I suppose uh, my age are more kind of philosophical about it. It doesn't fall off so. It's, and I've had a good inning, so I, it doesn't worry me to talk about it. I read about it. I like reading poems about it. 
But uh, no, if you find any younger men now, 40s, 50s, no, they don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I think Niall said one time that he learned in radio school that uh, if you start talking about death, listeners will start to drop off immediately. Well, I don't, I don't know now. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure about that. Finn, I want to bring you in here. Finn, where are you on all of these taboos? Where are you on death? Where are you on sex and religion and money? I, I think that if you if you talk about death, if you, you if you worry about it, it's going to stress you out. Talking about death isn't such a big deal, um, no matter what the age group is, because like you said, grief visits everybody at some stage, whether it's, you know, a family pet, I'm not really starting on the bottom of the scale, like, but you have to talk to you know younger people, not eight, nine, ten, but when they get to their teenage years. Mm. As far as money is concerned, we were always brought up that you'd never ask somebody what they earn. It was a, it wasn't a taboo subject; <laughs> it was more of a private subject. Yes, and if you if you said it, oh, how much money do you make? Like when you were a child or a kid, you got this dirty look from your parents. And you know, and it's, even nowadays, you know, there's lots of couples, and I'm I'm, I'm nearly certain that. They don't know what their partners are earning, you know. They, they like the two working families. Yeah, you know, they have a fair idea, but they wouldn't have a total. Um, knowledge of what they're earning. Well, I mean, money and finance is one of the reasons that's most regularly cited for marital conflict or relationship conflict and breakdown. Absolutely, but like, as the saying goes, like if people are squirreling away money in a relationship, or there's no tow bar on a coffin. You know, you can't take it with you. So True. it's best to be open about it and just say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. You know, and if it does cause conflict, then. But then again, you're going down, and I know I'm I'm going off subject a bit. Is that like if two people were in similar jobs in a relationship, and you know, pay equality steps in then as well, you know, it can cause conflict. Of course, it can. And I'm not saying it should because, of, like, of, yeah, you, of you, course, it can. You, and I and you know, I think in ad, in addition to that, Finn, sometimes there's a bit of misogyny there as well. I, I mean, I'm aware of friends of mine in relationships where suddenly they might get a promotion, and you know. The husband yep. or partner will go a bit doolally for a while because they're suddenly feeling that their masculinity is threatened because they're not maybe earning the same amount. I mean, we all know that you get paid more than Niles <laughs> you because of your shows, you know, because, you know, but what I'm saying is that, and as far as the sex thing is concerned, like years ago, again, you it was nine o'clock, it was, it, there was a watershed, but now it's on everything, you know, and I, I think that a lot of what, what people our generation are learning about sex, kids are trying to forget because it's it's open to everybody now. Uh, listen, and I think to be fair, Finn, our kids would buy and sell us. And, and and to be to be honest, in the main, and again, this is another big flashpoint between myself and Niall in in conversations across the office. You know, we have very different belief systems. I, I firmly believe it should be from means of education, and that you know you use the proper names for for parts of your body, and that this becomes normalised so that we're not in a situation because again along with money sex and the and the, the the lack of an appetite to talk about it can be so destructive it can it, yeah it's 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 a, it's a double it's a double right it's a negative it's a, a double negative in the sense that like when you talk about uh, kids these days if you could get an, an honest 15 16 year old 17 year old that could come on and speak to you even off air mm. you would be amazed at what of the knowledge that they've picked up absolutely that we were like when we were kids we were like and as far as religion concerned, my belief, and I, I'm going to go against James's grain, it, it shouldn't be talked about at all because, you know, religion has so many different factors to it at this point. And, you know, you've seen all the controversies over the past few years and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people are actually, I'm bored of religion at the moment. I'm a Catholic, but I'm bored with it in the sense that, you know, we talk about one thing and this is good and this is great. But then you look and you, you pick up the paper and there's this 
there's this controversy, there's that controversy, you know, and in 10, 15 years' time, we're going to be talking about something else, but yeah. it seems to be going full circle. You know, the taboos are going full circle. Like, 20 years ago, it was okay to talk about people's earnings, and if you look on, you know, any job site, anything, you'd see, oh, 30 to 40 grand. It's always, there's always, there's never an actual amount, and you see people working in stores that are there 15, 16 years, and you can be sure that they're, they're a topic of conversation who are the people who are just coming in, wonder what they're earning. It yeah. doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but yet it's it's a very important subject. It matters to individuals, but I see, I, see, I think that's the point, is it not, Finn? The more that we do talk about things and these things, the less of a taboo they are. And so, you know, things like, which Finn alluded to there, you know, abusive uh, situations and scandals that maybe we wouldn't have spoken about and would have remained firmly uh, swept under the carpet years ago. We're more open about them now and that leads to, to, you know, to healing and to justice and to to all of those important things. Where do you stand on the great taboos in Irish society? We're talking sex, religion, money, uh, all of those things. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.